0: welcome back we're in revelation chapter 12 verse 3 let's go verse 3 and another sign appeared in heaven behold a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads so we've got the red dragon this is the satan he the satan this well he is the satan there's only one but uh satan and he's a murderer he's a liar he is the father of lies he has an army working alongside him who are the fallen angels that he took with him, who also chose to be on their own rather than to be in the presence of God. Very, very, very sad. Uh, and that's why we have all the chaos in the world that we have right now, as he is busy tempting us and helping us sin, luring us in, and we just we take the bait. We're like fish, you know, when we go fishing, we throw a little bait and we see that bass, we're like, "Really? Wow. That's fun to catch. But why why would he why would he bite this little plastic thing?" And that's kind of like what it's like with Satan. We look around and we're like, "Why did I just fall for that? That's so silly. That's so stupid. That's so superficial, worldly, temporary. I know that that's going to get me in trouble. Why in the world would I do that? Why did I bite that plastic lure?" And Satan continues to do that. So resist the temptation. And you can, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God is an overcomer. Jesus overcame on the cross, and therefore, if you have Christ in you, then you too can be an overcomer. And we've got the unholy trinity, the satanic trinity, if you will. We've got the dragon, the antichrist, and the false prophet. And he's trying to parallel the holy trinity of the father son the holy spirit and he fools people and the world rallies around him for a time during the tribulation but trust me it won't last long you've only got a seven-year tribulation you got the first three and a half years of seeming peace there's lots of natural disasters that god brings on um but then god brings his wrath in the second part of the tribulation that second three and a half year period here with We've got the seven heads, and the seven heads may refer to the city of uh, where the Antichrist will reign. And throughout history, Rome has been known as the city of seven hills. So the heads could very well be describing geography here. And uh, they represent the evil kingdoms of the world. And then we've got the ten horns. The ten horns are Satan's political base. The horns, um, one interpretation, John Corson says, the horns, like the ten toes of Daniel 2, typify the ten-nation confederation that will emerge from the old Roman Empire. And then if we look at Daniel 7.23, Daniel said, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings shall arise from this kingdom so you've got a confederation of nations of world leaders who will come together who will seemingly bring peace though it's temporary and it's worldly it's not the kind of godly peace that we can have during difficult circumstances it's the kind of worldly peace that people on earth kind of the hippie movement that people still carry on today which is you know, no war. Let's get along. Let's be nice, and it'll it'll be there just for a short time, um, just until the Antichrist, who is kind of that person of Satan, being controlled by Satan, if you will, on Earth, the leader, the one who will sign the covenant with Israel, a peace covenant, and he will sit on the throne in the newly built temple during the middle of the tribulation called midtrib, and he declares himself to be God, and that is exactly what Satan tried to do in heaven. He wanted to be God. And so he tries to do it on earth through the Antichrist. And then people will be like, uh, no, we've been following the wrong person. We have been completely duped. I can't believe we fell for this. In my analogy, I can't believe we fell for this plastic lure. And they'll start to realize it right then and right there. And he had, it says he said seven diadems. So... Remember that Satan was a cherub. Uh, He was the anointed cherub, which is a a type of an angel, if you will, an angelic being. Uh, And he was the arch cherub. He was in charge of anyone approaching God. And that changed when he wanted the Jewish people to worship him. And he's the dragon. These diadems are are royal crowns, and Satan is wearing some, probably representing the royal crowns that should be gods, but which Satan stole from him and temporarily wears while he has limited authority uh, on this earth at this time but know this jesus will get them back jesus will come back he will first come in the clouds and that will be the rapture he won't come to earth but we will be raptured those who are living at the time but the dead will rise first will go up into heaven those of the church and then there'll be the tribulation. And then at the end of the tribulation, Jesus will come back. That's known as the second coming. And then there'll be the Armaged- battle of Armageddon, and he will just wipe them out. And then it will usher in the 1,000-year millennial kingdom where we, believers in Christ, will rule with Jesus as kings and priests of the earth and will live for 1,000 years on earth during that period of time. And so this this verse, this verse 3, it just encompasses the fullness of evil. A great fiery dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads, okay? Then we go to verse 4. And verse 4 says, His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and drew them to the earth. Whose tail? uh, Satan's tail. So Satan's tail drew a third of the stars of heaven this could be speaking of both the past and a future event we know that a third when satan was cast out of heaven he took a third of the angels with him but we also know that there's going to be a war in heaven during the middle of the tribulation and that will result in fallen angels being cast from heaven to earth so Although Satan is not omnipotent, he's not all-powerful, he's not omnipresent, he can't be everywhere at once, he can He remember in Job, he wandered to and fro, unlike God who can be everywhere at the same time and live in the past, present, and future, Satan doesn't have those abilities. So he's got limited authority, more kind of human qualities than than God qualities, of course. And he does have access uh, to heaven it, to some degree, and during the middle of the tribulation, he'll be allowed into heaven. It appears that his angels, uh, his, his you know the fallen angels, his demons, will go up with him, and there'll be a war in heaven with Michael and the angels on one side, and Satan on, and his fallen angels on the other, and there'll be a war, and God and uh, Michael will win, and the other and. Uh, Satan and his demons will be cast from heaven. And so it says a third of the stars of heaven. And let me look here. If we look to Revelation twelve four. It said Re- Revelation twelve four, which we are about to get to. It says he drew a third of the stars of heaven and oh, we're wrong on that right now. <laughs> Never mind. Uh Daniel eight ten says, and it grew up to the host of heaven and it cast down some of the hosts and some of the stars to the ground and even trampled them. And so this is a reference to the fall of Satan, but also potentially to the war in heaven uh, that we'll be talking about soon here in a minute. And it says, it threw them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth. The dragon stood before the woman who was the woman We talked about this. I believe it's referring to Israel. There's several different views on who this woman is. Again, we don't need to be dogmatic. It's not going to change our salvation. It's not going to. um, We can just agree to disagree if we think it means something uh, different. And God will explain it to us in heaven. But uh, we can just leave it at that. But I think it's a woman. And the dragon stood before the woman. So this is Satan standing before Israel and Israel was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. And who is Israel's child? That refers to Jesus. So it says to devour her child. The child there in play is Jesus. And it says as soon as it was born. Well, we know that from the beginning, Satan was trying to kill Jesus, trying to kill the Messiah, trying to kill any lineage in Israel. Because if he can trample the Messiah, and he knew that there was going to be a Messiah that came from Israel, and I can't think theologically uh, in the Bible where it says that, or whether we can just infer that, but we know that the devil has been trying to trample Jesus, the Messiah, and Israel from the beginning. And we saw that in Genesis Uh, 3.15, Genesis 3.15, it says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And then Satan tried to prevent the birth of the Redeemer. The dragon was always standing by, ready to wait. Uh, In Ezekiel 29.3, it says, Speak, and says, Thus the Lord... Thus says the Lord of God, Behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, great monster who lies in the midst of the rivers, who has said, My river is my own. I have made it for myself. And the Pharaoh was referred to as the dragon. Nebuchadnezzar in 51:34, uh, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has made me an empty vessel. He has swallowed me up like a monster, and he has filled his stomach with the delicacies delicacies. He has spit me out. And so God used, uh, you know, used and allowed fa- to, Satan to work through Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, he, God uses people as his instruments of judgment for different pur- for various purposes at various times. And we can't get our minds around it because we can't see past, present, and future. We don't know all of God's plans. But God knows them. And with his sovereignty and reading the Bible and understanding it and how just amazing it is, it's much easier to say, all right, God, I don't get that. I don't get the Hitlers of the world and the Mao and the Saddam Husseins and these people and the Nebuchadnezzar and the Pharaohs and how evil they were. But we know that you allow that. And we know that you place uh, men and women in positions of power for particular purposes. And we also know that those who rule without biblical principles will have consequences for that. And I'm guessing and speculating that the majority of those who we look at in those those names won't be... They, they didn't have salvation. They never accepted Jesus, and therefore they'll have eternal condemnation. And that's sad but that's the bed that they chose they continued to live a life that rejected jesus and our question to you is are you going to continue to live a life of rejecting jesus if you haven't accepted him yet or are you ready to accept him i pray that you're ready to accept him remember when jesus was born uh, satan used king herod to try to destroy him and kill all the little children and it's just amazing to go back and look through history to see that Satan from the beginning was trying to trample the Messiah, trying to trample Jesus from ever being born. If he could wipe out the Israelites, then he could get rid of Jesus. He could get rid of God's people. So that's not going to stop until the end of the world. It will not stop. And, and tomorrow we'll pick up in verse 5. Lord, help us to know that you're in control, that you put men and women in position of power, For your own purposes and we may look at it and say how is this person in power how could god allow this how could how does this person have power and i don't and i've been honoring god in my life and in my words and in my actions and do i bow to this person what does it look like and god says give to Caesar that which is caesar's and god that which is god's and as long as the government is not forcing you to do something that violates your biblical principles then we just stand in submission and but if they speak up and they force us to do something against biblical principles, that is we, where we stand for God, and we are willing to go to christ, uh, go to prison, and even to 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 the point of death if that need be. Lord, give us strength, help us to love people who have opposing views for people who reject you because it 's during my life for about thirty three years, even though i didn 't say it, I rejected you with my actions. Even if I didn't reject you with my words, I never said I don't believe in God or there's no God, but I certainly didn't uh, include you in my everyday life, and I didn't make you preeminent. You were just a small part of it. Lord, I pray that anybody listening today who you're just a small part of their life, Lord, that you would break through their heart, open it up, and they would see you for all your glory and just say, I want to put you first and foremost and let every relationship, relationship with spouse, parents, siblings, friends, family, colleagues, to flow from that. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to show people who Jesus is so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text, or email with someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.